Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This episode of Red Carpet Rendezvous is brought to you by York Athletics. Everyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with sneakers and shoes, especially living in New York City. I need to be able to walk 40 blocks and be comfortable, but also look stylish. That's why I'm in love with York Athletics footwear. The Henry Half and Half shoes are so lightweight, super cute for all-day wear, plus enough support for running and working out. They fit true to size, which makes ordering online so easy. All York Athletic footwear is affordable, but if you use the code REDCARPET at checkout, you'll get 20% off. Visit YorkAthleticsMFG.com today, and don't forget to use the code Red Carpet for 20% off a pair of shoes that I you know you'll love. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So this week, I want to focus on an incredible film that comes out this Friday on demand everywhere called The 24th. Now, The 24th tells the incredibly powerful true story of the all-black 24th United States Infantry Regiment and the Houston Riot of 1917. Now, after watching this film, I just cannot believe that we didn't learn about this in our history classes. Like, it's unbelievable to me. Um, it's just, it's it's crazy. This mutiny of these African-American soldiers um, that was caused by this brutal violence and abuse at the hands of the, the Houston police officers led to the largest murder trial in U.S. history. So um, let me just tell you that this film is not exactly easy to watch only because it's utterly heartbreaking at times. Um, There are a lot of things that are hard to swallow racially, but unfortunately, that is American history. And, you know, I shouldn't even call it history because look what's happening today. But, um, yeah, I cried hysterically. But with that being said, I highly, highly recommend this movie. It is a film that everyone should see. And um, in my interview with Kevin Wilmot, who directed it and wrote it, he's completely incredible. Um, We do talk about some specific moments in the film, but we don't actually give anything away. So just keep that in mind. But yes, I was so fortunate enough to speak with him. And um, Kevin won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay for Black Klansmen. And oh, and I just recently watched that again. That movie gives me full body chills. If you haven't seen it, you should. Um, And he also wrote the recent Netflix film, Five Bloods with Spike Lee. So he's basically a genius and I was excited but nervous to talk with him and um, I will say that he just totally put me at ease with this amazing smile that he has. He just has the best smile um, and he actually has the best laugh too. I will say that Um, and I know this is a podcast so you guys can't see it 
But um, if you feel like Googling him, just Google him and you will see this um, killer smile that I'm talking about. But um, I'm also a little embarrassed because I choked up a little during our interview because I was just thinking back about these emotional parts of the movie um, while I was talking to him. So leave me alone. Um, but anyway, here is Oscar so winner Kevin I Roman. watched the movie and um, I was floored just because I didn't know about it. And I, I, I was wondering why this was never spoken about in high school and history class. And it just, it completely, completely floored me. So I just want to know what, what was your driving force behind making this film? What, what drives you in general? Well, I think, uh, I saw this photograph of the trial. Um, I saw it about, perhaps it was about 30 years ago. And uh, and it, it's the only real photo of the of the incident. I mean, it's the, the, the trial that we see at the end of the movie. And this photo it has these sixty three black soldiers being guarded by these white soldiers with with bayonets. And uh, and the caption said the largest murder trial in American history. And it was like, what is what is this? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it just, I mean, I never heard anything about it, never knew anything about it. I, I consider myself kind of a history guy. Never yeah. Anything about it. So uh, as I looked into it, I just, the story just, just kind of blew my mind. And, uh, and so, you know, we, you know, you kind of wrote a, a you know, fictional account of the real incident, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Taking, the, taking some of the real characters and fictionalizing them, giving them, giving them stories and backstories and relationships that, that you know, are fictionalized. But the, but the incident himself is, it actually did happen. Right. And, uh, and uh, so that was, that was really just, you know, how it all started. I mean, history has always been a, a big thing for me. I mean, I, that history is, um, it's really where we learn about ourselves and, and um, and hopefully you learn not to repeat the same things that we keep repeating in this country. Yeah, yeah hopefully you would you would oh. think that that would be a thing, um, but everybody, yeah, yeah. So this was this was three years ago. Uh, actually, it was about thirty years ago. Thirty years ago. Oh, I thought you said three. I was like, oh wow, this happened very quickly. Um, yeah. No, okay. No, so about when thirty years ago? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. So then, when did you when did you start this script? When did you start writing it? Well, I think it was about, uh, I think it was after my, one of my f- early films, I think it was like about 2004 or so. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and uh, at that time, my agent said, no one in Hollywood was going to make this film. Why? <laughs> well, I think it was because it's such a, a turbulent kind of incident. You know, the fact that, that black soldiers march on the city. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they fought back. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, at that time, black drama was hard to get produced. Period. Okay. And and uh, and you know, black history that's controversial, even harder to get. To get <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So 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 I you know I I I just kind of went on to other movies and with the hope that I would eventually find a way to get it done. Okay. Well, I'm so glad you did. I mean, I told, I told everybody I was, I was sobbing and, um, it's wow. at the end. And I, I always tell my listeners like, spo- there's some spoiler alerts. Um, sure. I can't help it. I really can't help it. But I was sobbing at the end. Um, when Boston was writing this letter, you saw the 
perfect tier where, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the worst actually. I don't even mean to like get all emotional, but the fact that he, he did something like this and that somebody could be so selfless. And I know you said they're these fictional characters, but somebody did this and this was absolutely somebody's mindset. So for you, no, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. No for you it. to be able to get like into that place is just so special. It just, it's so special. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. And it's so, I, I love your work. I love black Klansmen. I love Defy bloods, but this, this was different. This, um, and I don't know if you feel that way too. Um, but it's like you said, the characters just, it, it, you really are allowed to, to just, just, I don't know, you, you feel for them. You, you know what I mean? You get to know them. Yeah. You're allowed to get to know them. There's, there's not so much going on that you are looking here, you're looking there, like this is it. So I don't know if you have that in mind, but. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's kind of part of what I like to try to do is, is, um, you know, help the audience invest in, in, in the people before the action really happens. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of times movies move a little too fast these days in terms mm -hmm. of that, that we don't we don't spend enough time. So when the big crazy things happen, we don't care as much a lot of times. Right. With a with a story like this, I think it's it's all about kind of, you know, learning who they are, learning what they want, learning, mm -hmm. you know, what they care about, really investing in the relationships. And, and then seeing, because that, that and for me, I think that's really what did happen. Yeah. That's really, I mean, that's how history really works, is that people are, people are living their lives and they're trying to do what they're trying to do in their life. And, mm -hmm. and these things happen. These outside things, forces come in and they, and they, and they come in and, and up, you know, up in people's lives. And, um, and Boston, you know, he's got, he's in love and he's, He's got a clear plan of what he wants to try to achieve and, and everything is thrown upside down. And, and there was a guy, his name was yeah. Baltimore, mm -hmm. the, the real guy in the incident. And, and well, I gave him a fictional life, but he was, he was clearly a beloved guy within the regiment. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and they loved him and, and, uh, and really kind of marched on the city because of their love for him. Wow. And, and and, uh, and and among other things too, but it was it was clearly partly that as well. Right, right. That's yeah. That's so. It's so wild, and you're so right about just films moving so quickly. And in your films, and and Spike Lee's films, they they definitely they don't skip over anything. So that is, I think, the audience can really really appreciate that. And and for me, um, these films are they're really uncomfortable to watch in, in a good sure. way, in a good sure. way. But right. I mean, no, no. I found myself, you know, I, I pace a lot and, and I guess as you know, like just being white, it's very uncomfortable to watch. I feel like if I was an actor and I don't know what it's like on set, but I feel like I would be constantly apologizing. Like, for, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like for saying these sure. lines, like sure. they're, it's, it's disgusting. It's heinous. And I mean, do, is it weird or is it like, I don't, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I think part of the goal with, with these films, for me, mm -hmm. is to allow people to own the history. Right now, the history really owns us. You know, it, 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 it's so uncomfortable that one of the reasons that no, no one knows about this thing is because it's so uncomfortable. It's, yeah. So we're not taught it because teachers don't know how to teach it. They don't know how to teach it. Mm -hmm. How to tell us a story. And because to tell this part of the story, then they got to go back and they got to tell a bunch of other things 
so you understand what, how the story can even occur. Yeah. And all of that is uncomfortable. And, uh, and, and that's what we're kind of finding coming to terms with in the country right now. We're mm-hmm. kind of coming to terms with, you know, there's been this, this force that has controlled all of us, uh, uh, good and bad, mm-hmm. and black and white, and, uh, and, and we've got to finally deal with this. And, and it's, it's, it's hard to deal with, uh, but we have to deal with it. And mm-hmm. I think the more we deal with it, the easier it is to, to own and control and to feel like you have, it's not just dominating you, you know? And that, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the real problem in the country that I think that if, if people had been taught about this incident, it's 103 years ago and it's, and it shows how one bad policeman can destroy a city and, and rock a nation. I mean, mm. the Houston incident rocked the nation back then, just as right. the George Floyd incident rocked the nation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it shows you that, you know, 103 years later, we're still doing the same thing, the same thing. It's yeah, great. it's it's completely completely heartbreaking, and I um I for one I, I struggle. I don't even know how to one day explain this to my children because I it's almost like you don't want to break their spirits in 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 having them understand that people exist like this, and it's tough. Yeah, you know, I think I think the way the way that you know we try to tell it in the story is the way that you gotta kind of try to share it with others. Mm-hmm. I think it's that that historically, you know, there was a thing called slavery, mm-hmm. and and uh, and out of that grew this thing called Jim Crow, and and it's this period of Jim Crow that we especially don't know a lot about as Americans. We think we do. We think it's Rosa Parks in the back of the bus, but it's a lot more complicated than that. And it goes from from the 1890s to like about 1925, and that part of our history. Mm-hmm most Americans know, black and white know very little about, and that is probably the most important part about our history that connects to today. Yeah. Is, the, is that part. And, and I think the more you understand about that part of the history, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, is a, is a horrible part of our history, but we don't know it. And, and, and we hit it because it is so horrific. Yeah. It's like, it's like Nazi Germany trying to hide the Holocaust from, from itself. Right. And, 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 and you just, you just can't do that. You got, you got to find a way to tell that story. And, and going back to the character, something I thought of was Big Joe, the, at the point in the film where he, you know, the guy's already dead. He's already dead on the ground and he, you just, you see him. It's like this culmination of his entire life that he just lets it out. And that to me was, chilling it was completely chilling where i was just like you you see the rage you see what he's been through and you don't blame him you know he's you you can't blame him and and not right. like condoning right. violence or anything but you're no, like not at all i'm just gonna sit here and kind of be glad that he gets to to do this <laughs> right <laughs> i mean not to sound like fucked up or anything but yeah i'm just kind of glad no, that I, yeah I, you know I, I, you had you had those real moments in there where it yeah. wasn't just like you know but, but yeah, and, and, and again, I'm telling this to my parents and, and my mom's like, you know, I can't watch stuff like that. It, it hurts me too much. It's too heartbreaking. So what do you say to people like that as to why they should watch this? Well, I think it's because um, of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Because if, if, 
if we, the more we watch movies like the 24th, the fewer George Floyds we're going to have. You know, you know, if, if you really care about seeing him with a knee on his neck being publicly really lynched mm-hmm. is part of that legacy we're talking about from that period. Yeah. Then, then you've got to kind of go through the pain yourself of, of connecting to this history and connecting to the personal side of, of what people go through. Mm-hmm. Think, I think, you know, that thing you talked about, how seeing Big Joe go through all of that, that mm-hmm. called a riot, the language of the unheard. And, and it's, that, it's that unheard rage that people have, yeah. that, that, that when, it, when it explodes, innocent people get hurt. Yep. And people don't. People will say, "Why? Why are people burning down buildings? Why? Why are people just grabbing people and 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 it makes no sense? Why are they mm-hmm. acting so crazy?" And it's it's the language of the unheard. It's like when people finally explode, it's too late to talk to them. It's right. too late to to understand each other at that point. <laughs> yeah. And 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 so we you know Gil Scott Heron has this whole thing about you know America leads the world in shocks. Mm-hmm. You know. We're, yeah. all, we're always shocked. Yeah. That's, that's what we got to get away from. We got to get away from, from being shocked. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And that's, that's something I, I didn't really think about, I guess, when it comes down to what's actually going on right now in 2020 with some of the riots. And, the, and I think it's, it helps to just put yourself in someone else's shoes and, and, and just have perspective, which people really aren't doing. I mean, it's everybody. No, they're, they're, yeah. Everybody's very right. one-sided right now. That's right. And that part of it that you're talking about is, is the, the difficult part of, of all of this. That you've got mm. in, in those, in those folk shoes. Right. So on a happier note, um, <laughs> happier, happier note. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, you know, I want to just ask you about, I, I just, I love, um, I love when I get to speak to people who won very large awards, like an Oscar. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I mean, I, I, I know what you're going to say, but can you just relive winning that Oscar for me and just tell me, like, were you like a little drunk? Were you like a little, were you like, get out of here? No way. Like, what, what did you, like, what were you feeling? I mean, obviously happiness. I hate when people ask that, but just yeah, relive sure. it for a moment. Well, yeah, it was, it was a great, it was a great night, you know. Uh, <laughs> You know, the good news was that we were the favorite to win. Yes. So, so, so you were hoping it might happen, right? And, and mm-hmm. they, they instruct you, you know, if they call your name, then run up there real quick. So don't be dolling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so when they called our names, you know, it's like, you know, my wife is like, ah, and, you know, I'm like, <laughs> going crazy up top. Did she cry or were you crying? <laughs> well, like, oh, what? of course. Yeah, of course, okay. You know, and, Okay. So you know you got to run up stage on stage real quick and yeah and it, it, and at that point it kind of becomes a little surreal because um, you know this is something you know every, we all you know think about winning something like that yeah are you kidding that's like you do this <laughs> and it's like you don't want to say that's like that's your goal but I mean come on like who yeah, sure. you know who would not yeah. want that <laughs> you not want it right yeah, yeah and, exactly. So, so it, it's, it was pretty surreal and it was, it was, uh, it was a magical little thing. And I mean, it's, it's great because, but I came back and I taught, I teach at Kansas University yeah. and I taught the next day. No. 
Tuesday. I got oh, it. you're so nice. I'd be like, sorry guys, I'm taking a few days off to just like, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> but you know, it, it was it was it was fun because yeah, you know, I, I you know, I, I let my students hold the Oscar and I let them see it, you know. And it was in and I because I think it's important to reduce the distance from where you're at when you're trying to start and mm-hmm. and you win something like that. You know? Yeah. You want to shrink the distance of that. You I know? mean, you're also very humble. Like, I feel like that's, you know what I mean? You're, you're, yeah. you're very humble. So, but did you know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, but like there's Oscar buzz around to five bloods already. Like, I don't know if you, I've been reading a ton of articles about that. And I actually, I thought that too, when I watched it, um, which again, also I'm, obsessed with norm lewis like i think he is the best voice and he's like one of my favorite actors so that really bothered me that you guys had him die first um but you know (laughs) i was like whatever whatever i was like i don't know if i can go on after norm dies but not um, next time not next time time. yeah next time leave him in for a little bit longer but i I actually i did a podcast episode about that film and i had uh paul walter hauser on who just oh cool he said he had you know he had amazing things to say about that whole experience so uh, but why do you think that you work so well with Spike Lee? Well, I think we think alike. You know, I think yeah. we want the same things. I think we're kind of from the same generation. I mean, he's like, I think, a year older than I am. But we, you know, we, we both went to NYU. We're both professors. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I just think we have a lot in common. And, and, and I think we both believe in film the same way. I mean, we believe that film has a power to make the world better, hopefully. And, and, yes. And that's, you know, that's the goal. I think that's his goal. That's my goal. I think we probably get that too, you know, in terms of yes. you trying to make it. I love that. You guys are both, I, I ran into him on a couple red carpets last year. He's very chill. He's very, he seems very even, right? Is he like that? Like yeah, he, he seems he, like nothing really, fa- like you kind of seem like that too. Like nothing really phases you. You don't get too worked up. You don't get like, you know, you guys are, yeah, that's, that's how I'm feeling. Um, yeah, and I, I like that about him a lot. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, he's a workaholic. He really works very, very hard. And I, I really, you know, I really respect him for that as well. Well, I'm so happy for you. I think this is going to be amazing. I think that um, the reception is going to be amazing. I, I do wish that I could see this on the big screen. That's my only I regret. Um, I know, me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been very powerful. Yes. No, but, no doubt about it. Yeah. You know, ho- hopefully, hopefully we'll, this this madness will end sometime soon and we can get back to a little bit of life. Yeah, I don't even really know how to, um, what to think anymore because I thought it would be ending in May. (laughs) That was my whole thing. Oh, it was, it's March now. Okay, by May it'll be normal. So I can't even guess when. I know, it's, I mean, I hate to say it, but I hear we may be dealing with this another year. I mean, that's, you know, I hope, I hope that's not the case. I know. And, and one thing I said that I miss is I do, I love going to movies. I'm one of those people that go to movies alone. I do. Yeah. I agree wholeheart- wholeheartedly with the Academy Awards in saying the best and most magical place to watch a movie is the movie theater. So no, I'm, I'm really missing that. Um, and I think, I think the Oscar is going to be very different this year when people can't see these films, you yeah. know, on. Yeah. But, on the big yeah. yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, the big it's the big screen in your home. Hopefully, <laughs> it's all you got. Now. Mine's yeah, and it's small. It's too small. So, <laughs> and half the time it's on my computer, which is like even worse. So, oh my god. Okay. But anyway, that was Kevin I, I won't take up any more um, of your so time. So don't forget to watch the twenty fourth this Friday. Um, it comes out across all video on demand platforms, and just be prepared to um to watch a heavy drama, um, but an amazing drama nonetheless. So, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Until next week if you like this podcast please rate and subscribe on apple and if you don't well i'm sorry um okay until next time thanks for listening thanks for listening to red carpet rendezvous until next time